0: joining me for the first MedEd Transformation Podcast. I am Deb Young, your host and Director of Faculty Development with Michigan State University College of Osteopathic Medicine and the statewide campus system. I appreciate you joining me today. We are on an exciting journey during a very unpredictable time. I'm taking this new approach for offering faculty development and it's going to be similar to what we did with the COVID webinars a few months back, um, more discussion based some question and answer. Those seem to be really well received and I was given some really good feedback to do faculty development topics in the same format. As I reflected on doing this, it dawned on me that we spend a lot of time thinking and planning with a lot less time in action. And over the last year, I have continued with many of the faculty development programs using the only format we really know and and use most often, and that's like the presentation-based format. So we're taking a leap into a new way of delivering faculty development. Thinking of an analogy my husband uses all the time, I applied it to our presentations, the way we deliver curriculum, or really anything we do. If you only ever did something one way, you know no other way of doing it. So how would you know if there was a better way? Or even still, how would you know that your way is the best way? And I started applying this to the programs, the faculty development programs, the resident education curriculum that we develop in statewide campus, and really anything I do Uh, in any part of my life. Um, So this interactive podcast is designed to give you the tools you need to transform the way we teach to meet the needs of our learners, our programs, the college, and most importantly, to reach our fullest potential as medical educators. This podcast is for you. Ask questions, suggest topics, interact with our guest speakers. So let's get started with today's topic. It is bridging the gap between UME and GME education. Last December, um, we held our first joint meeting of UME-GME faculty and administrators to begin this exact discussion. We would have had additional events, (laughs) of course, to, to move forward with bridging this gap. However, as with most things in our life, COVID happened. So here we are. And because there's no time like the present to start making progress, that's exactly what we're going to do. But when we talk about progress, I want to be clear that it's progress, not perfection. And what I mean by this is we can't wait until we have a perfect curriculum or a perfect assessment tool before we start implementing improvements into our courses or our rotations. There's really never a perfect time or right time. There's just right now. We also do not need to start over every single time we want to make a change. We just need to start again. And there's a difference between starting over and starting again. Think of it this way. If you're running a 5K race and one mile into the race, you fall. You don't return to the starting line to start the race over. You just stand up and you start again from where you are. There are going to be bumps in the road. We're going to stumble and sometimes fall. Just keep getting up and start again. I want to share uh, with you some of the activities that we did in December, as well as some of the takeaways from that meeting. And we started with what's called a TRIZ activity. This is uh, really the theory of um, inventive problem solving. And in this TRIS activity, we identified attributes for failure throughout the continuum of medical education. So, we asked those that were there, identify things about a program or a course that would ensure everybody in the course or everybody in the residency program would fail. They would not be prepared to be physicians. So take just a moment, think of a couple things um, in your head. All right, the purpose of this is to highlight all the possible areas for improvement in a fictional program or curriculum. It's really easier to identify potential areas for improvement if you're not looking at your own program. So now that you have your list, And it could be things like unrealistic expectations, no communication, no professionalism, lack of consistency, unintended redundancy, siloed education, no faculty, no patience, anything along that that would ensure failure of that learner. So you have your list. Now, you may see some of those things on that list, In your actual program somewhere along the spectrum of you do things well or areas that need improvement this activity you can do with those that teach in your course or the faculty in your program so that you can start identifying as a team what you can improve on this was really helpful because when we did this activity we were able to highlight um, the learning part um, having unrealistic expectations no time for self-learning and self-assessment through the rest of our activities in bridging this gap between UME and GME. One of the next questions that I asked was identify the barriers of communication between faculty across the continuum of medical education and the number one response was lack of a platform and need more opportunity to communicate and exchange ideas. Well, perfect. That is what this interactive podcast is going to be all about. Share your questions, interact with the guest speakers, exchange your ideas. The next question that was asked read, describe the attributes of a medical school graduate that you want your incoming residents to have that is not program specific. And there were two answers that had overwhelming majority of uh, responses. And that was, they wanted self-motivated learners and learners that were willing to try. But here's where it gets really interesting. And we're going to spend some time talking about uh, this part more. The next question that, that I asked was, what question do you have about teaching that you'd like to consult a colleague about? And the answer was, How do you motivate your learners? So to be clear, we were looking for our learners to be self-motivated. But at the same time, we as faculty wanted to know how to motivate our learners. So I got some good news and I have some bad news. Motivation is something we create within ourselves. It cannot be obtained or found elsewhere. So motivation is essentially a choice. So as faculty, we cannot motivate, we cannot give the motivation to our learners. That carrot and stick approach to doing something never really worked for sustaining results or impacting performance. It doesn't work in our children or in our patients when it comes to instilling healthy lifestyle habits like losing weight, quitting smoking, exercise, eating healthy and it's not gonna work in our learners either. Those that have implemented and have been able to sustain results or 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 have that um, self-motivating uh, characteristics, they've done it because they have continued that internal flame, that internal self-motivation of wanting to succeed. It wasn't some grand you know, New Year's resolution. It was making small incremental changes that led to small but almost immediate victories that can reignite that inner flame and desire. This resulted in self-motivation. As written by Brandon Bouchard in the Motivation Manifesto, there are three stages to motivation. Having a spark, ambition and desire, something that sustains it, which means we have to give our attention to it. And with the spark and and attention, we can amplify and we can be self-motivated. It's always fun and exciting when we start something new. There is excitement and desire when we first started medical school or a residency or in a new position, becoming a faculty member. But something happens to many of our learners and even us as faculty, we look too far in the future and that inner flame burns out quite quickly sometimes. Students can't see the end of the four-year tunnel and residents the end of their residency curriculum, yet they spend so much time in the future of what's next? What does next semester look like? What does next year look like? You know, what does three years from now look like? What do my clinicals look like? What does rotations look like? What does residency look like? Or they spend too much time in the past focusing on what went wrong last time rather than what can I do right now to impact my education? What's the next best choice to make progress and do that thing? We have a tendency to move towards things that bring us pleasure and instant gratification and away from things that bring us pain. Sometimes studying brings us pain and we don't wanna do it. (laughs) Um, However, we need to think of what is it that I want and what is the next best choice that will bring me closer to what I want. We don't need to tackle everything at once. We can identify the small changes and make that change consistently. So now that we talked about what that self-motivation looks like, let's talk about our role as faculty in regards to motivating our learners because again that was the number one question that the faculty uh, had what can i do to motivate my learner well by now you should see that we can't externally motivate them what we can do is coach them we can help them self-identify what will ignite their internal flame taking some pointers from helping people change through coaching with compassion by Richard Boyatzitz, Melvin Smith, and Elaine Van Oosten. They stated, a great coach is someone who inspired us through conversation that sparks deep reflection in ourselves that lead us to take action to shape our own future. Take a moment here and think about who inspired you over the years. What did they say? How did they act? How did they make you feel when you reflect on that? I know that I can identify individuals from as early as elementary that have coached me and inspired me to go for my dreams and ignited that internal flame. But by coaching, not telling me what to, telling me or um, instructing me on what to do. And so our role as faculty has really transformed over the years. Yes, we are still the deliverer of information. How we deliver the information has definitely transitioned from being more of that lecturer to a facilitator. The other hat that we wear as faculty has also transformed from being that mentor, do as I instruct and you will succeed mentality, to coaching, meaning we encourage and support our learners in the pursuit of their dreams. Some tips on how to start coaching. I always like using the six Rs, which is recognize, remind, reframe, reflect, rewrite, and repeat. So recognize, we need to guide our learners to recognize their all or nothing thoughts. Ask your learner to pay attention to the words they use. Ask them, well, how often do you say never and always? Get them to realize that they are setting themselves up for impossible standards. If they set themselves up for that, they're setting themselves up for failure because they can't live up to the always and never. Guide them, coach them to choose other language. Remind them to think about the big picture, their big picture, their goals. Remind them that the choices they make are not categorized as good or bad. They're just the choices they made. If they didn't, in their mind, make the best choice, then guide them to understand that they can make their next choice a good one that will lead them down the path to where they want to go. Reframing their thoughts by focusing on building the habit first. The goal is to build a physician and lifelong learner. That's sustainable. That means practicing habits and skills over and over again. It requires time. They're not going to be perfect the very first time they do it. Progress, not perfection. Each time they do it, they will get better at it. It's not a race. Reflect. Self-reflection is really important. If they have insight into their performance, their professionalism, their behaviors, um, they will grow as a a physician. Ask them to consider um, how much they've learned and the skills they have acquired over the year. One good question to ask is, Where were you a year ago compared to where you are now in XYZ skill? And have them reflect. It can't always be about us as faculty telling them that they have grown or that they have um, acquired the skill or that they're good at the skill. They need to self-reflect and identify that. And then rewrite their story. A lot of how we perceive we're doing as a, as a person, as a physician, as a faculty person often has to do with our mindset. So if you tell a negative story, it's probably gonna be more negative. So rewrite the script in their mind, instead of saying, um, you know, I'm a terrible faculty person or I'm a terrible physician or I'm a terrible resident or a terrible student, they need to tell themselves a different story and we can guide them and coach them in that way asking them, well, what went well? What have you done well? And, and get them to start pulling out the positives and showing them that they, they uh, have come a long way. And then repeating the process. As a coach, um, it's not a one and done interaction. It's coaching them all along the way. We see it a lot more in residency programs where the faculty there can can coach the learners a lot more because they're with them for a few years versus in a course we won't we may only have them there for a semester so um i know today's uh presentation was a little bit shorter just kind of introducing um the podcast uh concept um in the future we will have guest speakers on on with us i do see that we have a couple attendees um, on the call, and if you do have a question, I invite you to put it into um, the Q&A area. If there's topics that you want uh, to talk on or any experience that you've had with coaching or um, um, helping residents or learners reignite their their inner flame, I encourage you to, to share your story with us. So this lines up with the podcast on coaching. Yes, this does line up with the podcast um, on coaching. Uh, I don't know by Michael Lewis. We had a uh, um, a speaker last month on our MedEd E forum, Elaine Van Eusten, who was one of the authors of the book I referenced. She uh, talked to us about um, coaching with compassion. Uh, she touched a little bit on the the motivation piece. And in an afterthought with her, uh, in a conversation I had with her after that e forum, we talked a lot about this concept of motivation and how you know that carrot and stick model uh, doesn't work. And we shared a couple of funny stories, both professionally and personally, on that the carrot and stick model. Um, and it really uh, enlightened me to, to think about. Um, what we're doing with it with our learners, and then reflecting on our um, meeting in December that I had with forty u m e and g m e faculty, seeing that we're looking for self motivators, but then our number one question was how do we motivate them, and so it was really contradicting each other. Um, Heather goes on to say the podcast it's called. Against the Rules by Michael Lewis. He spends season two talking about coaching. I will definitely look into that. Um, I am a big fan of coaching. The AMA has put out a lot of um, coaching in medicine. They have a handbook of how to be how to be a coach, and then they also have a handbook for our learners on how to be a coachee. What their role is as somebody that is being coached by a faculty person. And I find those. Um, to be great in terms of focusing on the medical education um, aspects. Thanks, Heather, for that. I know this was a quick one. Um, I just want to kind of kind kind of introduce the concept of of the podcast and, and welcome everybody uh, to joining it. And just kind of as a follow-up to to last year's or, I'm sorry, last month's eForum. So, if there's no other comments or questions, um, next month, September 2nd, we are going to be talking with Lynn Sinclair on facilitating in clinical settings. And she's going to give some very specific tips and tools that can be used almost immediately without making big changes to your curriculum. It's actually going to not really require any change to your curriculum, just tips and tools that you can use starting immediately with what you have in front of you. So I'm really excited to have her back on with us. I hope you'll join us uh, next month, September 2nd at noon on Facilitating in Clinical Settings with Lynn Sinclair. Thanks so much.